0: Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson, and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are back-to-back Super Bowl champions and are in the midst of a true dynasty. No question about that. When Pat Mahomes, a six-year starter now, when a terrible year for him is losing in the AFC Championship, that is a dynasty. And I don't think they're going away anytime soon, unfortunately, for... Steelers purposes, all you f- Steelers fans out there are going to love hearing that, but you're probably not shocked. We're going to get to how this game correlates to the Steelers in a minute, but tremendous job by both defenses for most of the game, but mostly Kansas City's Spagnolo was really aggressive. They were great tackling, which was huge. Something we talked about a lot after the catch stuff was going to be giant in this game on both sides. And I thought both defenses Did a pretty nice job limiting production after the catch, you know, not to mention shutting down the run. I mean, really well tackling defenses, particularly Kansas City. So the Chiefs blitzed at a very, very high rate, like half of their snaps. And a lot of them early on were basically run blitzes, you know, designed to stop the run behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage, you know, create defensive big plays um in the run game, you know, for the defense, negative plays, st- you know, negative plays, etc. And the Niners never really were able to make them pay for it over the top with a big play. You know, I mean, you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz, but they didn't die by it because you know the Niners weren't able to convert on the deep ball and big plays in general. And frankly, I thought Purdy played really well, better than I would have expected under the circumstances. But it did show up, you know, him versus Mahomes, of course, and judging everyone against Mahomes, and we'll get to that soon, it's pretty unfair (laughs) because he's that good. And I think he's only getting better. But Purdy's hmm, lack of big playability within the pocket shows up here. You know, I mean, not that he's a bad athlete. He's a good athlete. He's a better athlete than a lot of people give him credit for. But there's something to be said for being able to maneuver in the pocket, throw one off balance, you know, Mahomesian type stuff. Purdy doesn't have a lot of that to his game. Um, that being said, I mean, this game was very winnable by the Niners. Uh, there's going to be a lot of consternation you know, of, you know, can anybody beat the Chiefs? Can the Steelers have any chance when, unless they get the next Mahomes? I don't know that answer, but I don't think there is a next Mahomes for one thing. Um, so let's take a quick break, talk a little bit more about the other side of the ball and Mahomes as well. Really good game, by the way, and especially down, this, down the stretch. Um, quite, the, uh, quite the atmosphere and quite the situation in Vegas and all that good stuff, too. But uh, we'll be back in a minute. First off, I want to tell you a little bit about Bet Online. Bet online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, and they have so much more too now that the season's over. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and information on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. So, speaking of Mahomes, we know Kelsey started this game very slow, Um, and I think the Niners had a very good game plan to basically say, that's a guy that can't beat us, and Reed and, of course, and all those guys made halftime adjustments, and I thought Mahomes, they were on the broadcast, made it sound like. Oh, he's he's flabbergasted. He's, you know, in over his head. I never thought that. I just thought he was under a lot of pressure. I just thought the people blocking for him were losing, especially Nick Bosa, who was unbelievable in this game. But Mahomes was pressured a lot in this game and had some bumps and they didn't play great, but he only put the ball in harm's way once. He paid for it with a, that overthrow to Kelsey. And that was huge. You know, there was, was not a real cleanly played game, especially the first half fumbles you know red zone fumbles special teams it took how about that for a second how valuable are special teams that was maybe the difference in this game the punt that hit off the niners foot and then poor ray Ray mcleod had to try to field it you know good luck with that was the play of the game you know um special teams were monstrous and i talked about that going in that favored the chiefs going in that held up But Mahomes was unbelievable, um, especially down the stretch. I mean, when it mattered most and in terms of dealing with pressure and not making mistakes due to that pressure for most of the game. But down the stretch, he was super sharp. Kelsey got rolling. I mean, that feels sort of inevitable. And folks, he's only 28 years old and I think he's getting better mentally, processing all those things, continue to improve and improve and improve and his composure, all those type of things. So how do you beat him? Nobody knows that answer. You and I can't have that conversation. We don't know. But, I mean, the fact that the Steelers right now are going to bat with Kenny Pickett and question mark for next year doesn't bode well. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, how confident would you be if you were a Buffalo or Bengal or Charger, or Raven, or Jaguar fan right now. AFC quarterbacks, Houston, you know, like Steelers are a long way from getting to that level quarterback-wise. And I think more and more, it's pretty obvious that those teams I just mentioned, amongst others, are still pretty far from the Chiefs quarterback-wise, especially when you factor in the head coach and the defensive coordinator and the foundations there. It sounds like Kelsey's going to give it another shot and – Maybe they keep Chris Jones and Sneed. Who knows? You know, so they are the big bad wolf. And I don't know how you solve that. Now, there has been some rumbling since we spoke last that sounds unlikely that Rudolph will return. And it sounds likely that the Steelers will, at a minimum, kick the tires on Ryan Tannehill. There aren't many. I know that doesn't inspire you guys, especially after watching last night's game. I get it. I mean, I, I totally understand that. But... I don't think trading 100 first-round picks to get to Caleb Williams is in the cards. I don't think Kirk Cousins signing makes a lot of sense, to be very honest with you. I would consider a Fields trade, but he's a long way from being at the Lamar Allen level, let alone the Mahomes level, and he's not going to be free. So, there aren't a lot of options. Um, One thing I I thought about with Rudolph watching that game, too, and this this also correlates to the Arthur Smith offense – His immobility is a bit of a problem. You know, I would like to bring him back. If he's not up for it, I understand. But I do think a more mobile player, and Tannehill certainly is, has more appeal to me than a statuesque quarterback. And Rudolph moves better now than when he came in the league. But still, that's not great for that. Um, Tannehill we'll talk about later, especially if he gets signed. But he, I can see good and bad with it. He was pretty bad this past year but he also was behind the worst blocking in the league. He is mobile. Would he be a coach, big brother, mentor to pick it? Absolutely. And that has some value. Um, all right, that's it for today. We'll talk a lot more Steelers, of course, this week. If there's anything you want to hear about, let me know, and we will go down that road over and out.